podcast. This time for sure. Three, two. Hey, wonderful people. Welcome to PCP, the Pixel Clicks podcast, special Assassin's Creed Odyssey review in progress. I kind of said that word. Doesn't matter. I'm Jordan Pollock, but as always, I am not alone. Uh, the ambassador for the PC Master Race, Cody Franklin, is here. Hey, everybody. Uh, I will be playing the role of the beautiful Greek goddess. And the Austra- Australian Thunder, Shane Carpenter, is here. Hello, my name is Alexios. No? What? Huh? <laughs> not, 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 not over the top enough. You need some more 80s action star there. I'm sorry. You're good. <laughs> hold on, hold on. And yeah, a little bit more grumble, too. Yeah, you need Greeks. that grumble. I am Alexios. There you go. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so Shane and Cody are playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now, and they're both very much enjoying it. Um, Shane is using Alexios, and uh, Cody's using Cassandra because there's two different characters, and we, we, the story like, stuff doesn't really change that much, right? No, basically it's... not. Yeah, it's pretty. There's a, a plot line that involves both, and they basically just get swapped places. Okay, uh, that, that's pretty much what I would expect. Because was it Assassin's Creed Syndicate where the story is actually different depending on who you pick? Yeah, Syndicate yeah. was like because uh, uh, you played both characters at the same time. Didn't oh, you? okay. Yeah, so. they played one character for certain parts and one character for other parts, but it was all just one story. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna put this out right up front i have not played a single assassin's creed game never really cared about the series uh odyssey is the second game that actually looks interesting to me uh the first being origins still kind of curious about black flag because it's pirates but we'll go from there so um so you guys are both playing it uh what are you guys' initial impressions of the game uh let's start with you cody uh so pretty much uh, for the most part, I really enjoyed it. Um, the story is really good. Uh, the, the main story stuff, even the side quests. Actually, when you, when you really think about it, you know, uh, Origins. You know, Origins is the first of these real open world ones, and you, you do get that little bit of disjointedness of uh, because leveling is such a big importance now, and you know, it's an RPG, so they make you. And go through the hoops of leveling and stuff, and, and it's a bit grindy. But um, you know, with Origins, it was kind of an issue where this, the stuff you were doing in between the main story chapters was extremely generic. Or... The, yeah, there was <laughs> had a formula of like three different types of quests, and every single quest was one of those three types. It was super bad. You know? uh, this yeah. game did a much better job with that. the The side quests are. Almost all unique. There's some weird, like, ran- seemingly randomly generated ones, but you don't really have to do those. There's a lot of them spread around, but they're just kind of like, here's an extra option. But there's a pretty good yeah. variety of, like, legitimate side quests that, uh, you know, all the reviews that we've read uh, from the big boys and girls out there, like Kotaku, are all making the analogy of Witcher 3, and it's very much like that. So, uh, really enjoying that so far. Fun game, too. Uh, the only kind of minor complaints I've had were just kind of like some mechanical stuff here and there, but overall it's uh, been super, super exciting and fun to play. All right. Uh, Shane, do you, th- does your experience kind of mirror what Cody just said? Uh, mostly. I would add that there's like some excessive stuff that I feel like is in the game that doesn't necessarily need to be there. Um, 
Like, with a side quest, you can easily get away with just doing the actual main ones and not worry about the ones that are on, like, the quest boards that they have scattered around. Yeah. The quest board quests are kind of just there, and I haven't done any yet that have been particularly interesting at yeah. all. Those seem to be, the quest board ones seem to be, like, uh, pretty much like all of the auto-generated kind of ones. Yeah. It's the ones you, they have, like, a special icon. It's, like, a kind of, like, golden on black uh, icon out in the world. Mark. Yeah, exclamation mark. Yeah. the word I was looking for, thanks. Um, <laughs> you just, you know, you can, I'm, I'm wondering, though, are you planning on, like, exploration mode? Yeah. Will show up? Yes. Okay. So the exclamation mark. It's not that much of exploration, then. <laughs> like you have to well, find the quest and everything. <laughs> so the exclamation marks will still show up if you come within the vicinity of them. So you basically discover them and then they're permanently on your map after okay. that. Um, and that's the one thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, it was exclamation exploration mode is fun. But it's also not as hard as they make it sound because effectively with the eagle, you only have to walk like maybe 200 feet and then suddenly it still pops up with the little, hey, activate your eagle to find the quest objective thing. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) it basically gets rid of the whole like, exploration thing because you can literally just pop into your eagle and be like okay there it is yeah you still gotta find general area though and, and there's yeah, a yeah. lot of there's a lot of traveling Which in this game so they, if you the hints you know, they give you are really really straightforward yeah. like they literally tell you this person is in the southeastern part of this area and then you just open up your map look for that area and go okay they're in this area <laughs> and you click it and you run over there, and then it's like, hey, look, you're here. I'm like, okay, cool. I discovered <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, but so... There's no, there's no, like, specific, uh, like, quest objective marker that's just saying, like, nah. go straight here, which is what... Because I'm playing on the more traditional mode. Uh, we, I, we probably should have explained that. When yeah, yeah, I was, was going to yeah. ask, like, what, what, yeah. what, what are the different <laughs> modes that you can so pick? So they, they basically decided to go into this with, with the more traditional RPG experience, of, or just... Not even RPG, just video game experience. Ubisoft games. Yeah. Ubisoft experience. <laughs> yeah. We just get a quest, and it immediately is like, "There's, there's the objective over there. You go over there, do yeah. it. There's the next one. You know, typical thing. Very, very guided experience. Um, exploration mode is their new kind of experiment that they're doing, where you can and you can toggle it on and off at any time. And it basically, the big thing, like Shane was saying, is it basically just gets rid of the uh, the quest markers so that you kind of have to piece things together. But as Shane said, they're kind of maybe a little bit too uh, uh, hand-holdy with that still and giving you some pretty detailed explanations yeah. of like, the general area to go to. But at the same time, like I get people who want it more, but at the same <laughs> time, like, the game is absolutely enormous. they got to give you something <laughs> because... You you could easily get lost. Well, and I mean, exploration mode is still not as devoid of things as they make it out to be. Like, um, points of interest, those question marks are still there on the map. Mm-hmm. Always. 
Like, you don't have to find them. It'll literally show you all of them, so you can run around and mark those and just run over to them, and 99% of the time, quests are at those points of interest anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stuff like a system that's introduced later that I can't talk about too much, but those icons are automatically on the map wherever they might be, even if you haven't gone to that island or area yet. Yeah. Um, so it's really not as devoid of things as they make it out to be, but it's still a little more like you have to actually think about what you're doing kind of mode. Yeah. All right. Well, since we're, since we're talking about the world, and this is a Ubisoft game, how many towers do you have to activate? <laughs> not that many anymore. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Assassin's Creed's version of towers is basically just uh, the uh, what do they call it? Um, I always just call them the eagle points. They're basically yeah. just areas you gotta. They they have an eagle icon, and you walk up, you, you climb up to them. They're usually a high point in an area. And, yeah. Uh, you know you you push E and or the activation button or whatever it is on your preferred console, and you get a nice little cinematic where you do a little three sixty, get the view of the area, just. Pretty much like Far Cry, same thing. And yeah. you can use that to uh, fast travel. That's the big, big difference, I would say, from Origins is that there doesn't, there's not really uh, any like fast traveling to cities specifically. Uh, yeah, there's a, few, there's a few like really important places that you're going to be coming back to frequently, but they're not really cities. There's just like things that we, you know, mechanics and story places we can't really talk about, but yeah, there yeah. are a, a, a couple of those where they're like, yo, you're going to be coming back to this 20 times. We'll at least give you this. But yeah. for the most part, uh, yeah, you have to go find those uh, those those uh, lookout eagle points, points and eagle points. <laughs> I keep forgetting what they call them. Yeah. It's not eagle points. I like, like eagle no, points, so I'm just going to call me. It's an eagle icon <laughs> and it's a point. Go do it. Eagle points. <laughs> yeah. And so that was kind of one thing I, I there was a little bit of uh, controversy, not really anger or anything like that. People were just going, yeah, hey, it'd be kind of nice if you guys could throw in a few more fast travel points to some of these cities because if they're yeah, it, going to be it's going just weird that they went from Origins where it was like every city you came across is a fast travel point and you yeah. have eagle points spread around and then they went to no, you can't fast travel to cities. Only to the eagle points. That's kind of weird. And yeah. to their credit, they minimized the amount of eagle points because Origins was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. How yeah. Many <laughs> had. Um, but it's still weird that they took away the city it fast goes, travels. It kind of goes with the theme uh, with this game, where uh, you know it's a huge world, and they really want you to travel it. Um, yeah. You know they. There's, like Shane said, there's not that many eagle points. There's a lot of areas I was going through. I was just like, I'm really looking around, and I'd go through a whole subzone for a few minutes and, not, and not find one. I'm just like, okay, maybe there's not one even here. Okay, sure, you know. <laughs> so if I ever have to come back here for something, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a I travel. But, uh, uh, yeah. I don't screw know. ship battles. Yeah. <laughs> And then yeah, the water that's that's the big area. Like if you want to get around from island to island, because it's you know, it's set in ancient Greece. Yeah. 
And yeah. uh, the, the beginning of the game, it's in an area that's pretty heavily populated with land. But the probably the second half of the game or so, you get uh, quite a lot of island hopping that you have to do, and that that's you're going to be sailing a lot. <laughs> you're going to be sitting yeah. on a ship a lot, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But... Mm, it's not so fun when you get <laughs> ganked all the time yeah. by pirate ships. <laughs> So, so like, how how big is the world really? Like, do you have like a what's like the closest parallel, like from another I, dude, game or something? It don't, dwarfs pretty much anything else. I don't they say that it's like a hundred times bigger than Origins or something? Something like that. like that. I mean, it is it is enormous, and a lot of that, granted, is water. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, if you play Black Flag, it's kind of the similar concept where it's a lot of you know getting on a boat and, and flying around. Uh, not flying around, you know I mean? sailing around. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think. Like, what? what it's would, just huge. I think. Mean, like, I just. You, yeah. You gotta just play it to understand because it's just. A, it is so enormous. I mean, yeah. like when I, when I think of like a huge video game map, like the first thing that comes to mind is like The Witcher Three. Oh, that's very yeah. close. Yeah. Way bigger. Way bigger. <laughs> Sky, you know, like Skyrim is like. Not even like like one area, like one zone, yeah. an island or whatever. I was like Skyrim, you know, and then there's like dozens and dozens of. Oh jeez! You know? <laughs> yeah, it is a enormous game. Oh my god! You know, for the most part, you know, uh, I will say like Origins had a few of those zones that were they seemed like they were just kind of thrown in there to make the game bigger, and they didn't release. Yeah. Anything. There was, I know, two or three of the Specifically desert. Specifically the areas. desert areas? Yeah. Two or three of those that literally, there's nothing there. <laughs> it's literally there's just nothing. a zone for the boss battles, and that's yeah. it. I haven't really found anything like that. You know, they're, they're pretty good about putting lots of little things here and there in each, each zone, and, you know, and, and they're pretty uh, varied for the most part, too. So, yeah. so the world is enormous and populated by stuff? That, yeah. That's that's kind of the achievement to me. Is like Wow. You know, just how much stuff they managed to put in there, you know, and it's not necessarily all of it's consequential or major, you know, you're not, yeah. you're not losing out a huge part of your experience or something if you don't go to every single little island, but if you want to, there's something there for you to do on each one. There's, it's yeah. not just window dressing, you know. Oof. I mean... There's, that's really, I, that was what impressed me. I was just like, dang, you know, how much that's where you go, alright, I see why you have a thousand people or whatever insane amount of employees they have working on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this game is huge, and they had to put all this stuff in there, you know. So, like, yeah. are either of you like completionists? Like, would you try to do everything that's in the game? Oh, man, yes. You know, they say they said a hundred hours uh, to oh, get everything done, and Lord. for the story and stuff. And I think that's underselling. What is this a JRPG? I mean, good lord, yeah. If you wanted to get to every little, I mean, just the travel time alone, getting around to all these little islands and stuff, would yeah, hours and hours and hours. Honestly, again, with the amount that I played Origins, which I was late to the party with Origins anyway, I didn't yeah. get it until like February this year or something, mm-hmm. or even later than that. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's... But I can see myself. I mean, the intention is that I got it as a game that I would play until hell, hell February, <laughs> hell, month. Yeah. hell month, hell months, oh, plural. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I got it with the intention that I would be playing it for hour, hundreds of hours, and that's what Ubisoft kind of made it for. So yeah. I hope that I can get somewhere near 100%, but probably not because there's some stuff that's just dumb. <laughs> and it, it kind of depends too on what your definition of 100% is. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's getting achievements done, if it's getting every single quest done, if it's going to every single point of interest, good lord, you'll be here for yeah. a thousand <laughs> hours. <laughs> oh my god. But, uh, but yeah, you know, and again, like, for the average player, uh, it's still a long game, but yeah. the, I think technically their explanation was that there's three major branching like, stories. Branching, yeah, branching story campaigns, if you will. And the main campaign is the story of your family. Yeah. And when that finishes off, that's to them basically like you beat the game for the most part, like, you know, an international yeah. game. Yeah. Um, Which that there's... part of it is supposed to be 40 to 50 hours. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hours. Yeah. And it's that, and that's like the really good, meaty, like actual story and stuff yeah. happening. Uh, the second story is the one involved, you know, tracking down these bad guys and uh, delivering justice, if you will, <laughs> um, and, uh-huh. and that sort of thing. And there's quite a few of those, and that's going to branch out for quite a while as well. And then I'm still not sure, even sure. With the dozens of hours I've put in this already, uh, what the third story really is. So um, I think we'll the see. third one is related to the thingy that you have yeah. to upgrade. Yeah, but see, I'm not really. There's not really story there, but maybe there is once you get a fully upgraded or something. And then that's yeah, just like that's like the campaigns, if you will. There's yeah. so yeah. many side quests out in the yeah. world too and like side quest chains as well yeah. with like interesting characters from history yeah. and things like that. Because I did a lot better in this game about having a character that'll show up at the beginning of the game and then they'll actually show back up with more side quests. Yeah. So not like the characters are just one offs that you keep running into. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot more of those those like chains with with the uh, with actual actual depth them which are, which are cool you know some really interesting characters that i've ran into yeah uh, i think i my favorite side quest as we've talked about in chat is uh <laughs> you have to go get a there's there's a, a very horny old lady yep <laughs> extremely <laughs> horny yep. and she she basically she sees you and she's like I, i'd fuck you right now let's do it yeah. and you're just like hey i'm not that kind of uh mercenary if you will hey and she's like well you know my husband he, he doesn't really... He can't uh, perform anymore. Yeah, so I need you to do it, but it's okay. I heard oh, about this ambrosia of the gods. It's basically Greek Viagra. Go get it for me. And so you <laughs> get the ingredients, and you come back to her, and you get some choices if you, you know... Which, with, with, with by the way, the it. ingredients are bear, gallbladder, and deer guts. Yeah. Yum! That, mm-hmm. when, when, I, when I think of ambrosia, the food of the gods, I think... Uh, gallbladders and guts. <laughs> and I think this is minor enough that we can spoil it because it's it's really interesting. It shows you the differences. But like, you know, you get back and uh, you show up and the lady's like, oh, great. And her husband's there. And he's just like, hey, who's this? Like, oh, this is the wonderful person who's going to get, you know, the ingredients for the thing. You'll be able to have sex again. And he's just like, oh, God, no, you're going to kill me, woman. 
<laughs> and so like it gives you some choices at that point and one of them is basically like well fuck it if he won't fuck you i will and so i had yeah. sex with an old lady and he paid me afterwards huh. for having sex with his wife so so he, so he paid you to make him a cuckold basically yeah yeah interesting this is, yeah. okay Ancient wait. greece history there you know Hang on. so so like it, <laughs> since you could be you know cassandra or alexios does, does this does it change at all? Like Shane, did you no. get to this? Uh, uh, I could uh, do the same options. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. the, that's the one thing is uh, people have been a little annoyed with is that for the most part, um, other than a couple minor references here and there about like I'm a woman or something like that. Yeah, uh, they very much handle it in that you're basically everything is interchangeable. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. Every. That's the one thing is people that were getting kind of uh, people who really get in the romance and they wanted like some deeper romances and stuff like that. Yeah. Were kind of thrown off by the fact that literally everyone you run into just seems to happen to be bisexual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just there's not a single straight man or woman in Greece apparently. Yeah, but like the odds. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, should... I mean, in ancient Sparta, it was the most manly thing you could do is uh, share your bed with another man because. What's more manly than two men, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they had I had another quest too. There's a there's an odd amount of quests that involve sex for some reason. It's yeah. ancient. Uh, yeah, true. Because I I had another quest where I, I landed on this island and there was like this young dude in a cage and he's just like yelling about like stay away from me I want to kill you to to his parents and you're like dude what the hell happened. And like, what's going on? And he said he saw the oracle, and the oracle told him that he was going to kill his parents, and so he locked himself in a cage to keep himself safe. And I'm like, oh, okay, this guy's crazy. And his parents are like, dude, like, just get out of here, you'll be fine. And like, no, I'll kill you. I have to. I kill. No, you have to keep you safe. So I you convince him to like help him out somehow. And he's like, all right, well, go get my sword and my shield, and you can give to my parents. And if I get try and attack them, they can defend themselves. And his sword, uh, he sold to the local blacksmith. You go to him, and he's like, yeah, I got the sword. I didn't give it back to you. And there's, you know, of course, there's several different options on how to handle it. Whenever I see the flirt icon, I, of course, always go for the flirt icon. <laughs> so I said, let's go for the flirt icon. Maybe I can just flirt with this guy or have sex with him real quick, and he'll give me the sword. If you will. Yeah. Because that's often an option in this game. But this man... Much like the old man, his dick didn't work. So he he told you. There's there, a, widespread there's a lot of great people Greece. with erectile dysfunction. Yeah, literally. Just yeah. FYI. Just, everyone's he's, impudent. He, you're, like, you're like, you know, well, you know, what if I had sex with you, essentially? And he's like, you know, that would be fantastic. It would fulfill all my dreams. But uh, my spear is broken as well, as well if you will. And, <laughs> and <laughs> but he's like, but there's a. I happen to also know an ambrosia that can fix that. <laughs> Go collect the stuff from me, and then I'll be able to give you, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to do it. And Cassandra literally said, uh, you know, I'll go get the stuff, and then you can give me your spear, or the sword, I mean. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so then I was like, yeah, you know. And that's, you can, you don't have to have sex with everyone, granted, you know. You don't even have no. to click the flirt options if you don't want to go into this kind of, like, weird, crazy There's not cheesiness. always flirt options with people who are talking about that stuff. Because there was, like, a lesbian pirate lady that I ran into. 
huh. early in the game. <laughs> Who went into great detail about muff diving her first mate. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a very, uh, I think at this point it's very clear, we're going to have a uh, PG-13 uh, rating on this review in progress. <laughs> focused exclusively on the sex part so far. <laughs> I mean, like, half of the quests are focused on that. So, <laughs> also, just l- spoilers, this l- is a mature game. <laughs> yeah, l- and, yeah. and, and to be fair, uh, literally 80% of Greek mythology, all about sex. Drew. It's all, it's all it's, about yeah, Zeus going down and just banging all these women because apparently every dude can't get it up. <laughs> and all their statues are naked. Yes, yep. also Damn. true. You, they're very early in the game. You get to climb on a giant statue of Zeus with a massive, uh, <laughs> massively endowed... And Alexios <laughs> makes a comment that he shouldn't be hanging here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know... You, it's not like they throw this. They force you on this or anything. There's there's yeah. plenty of other options. They they are delivering on their RPG options. Like Shane yeah. said, you said the one and you didn't have sex with the old man's wife. You ended up killing no. him. If I recall. So <laughs> it's not an option. It's not an option to kill him in the conversation. But but, you oh, just, but you I ended the conversation. And I was like, I'm gonna put that guy out of his misery, and I just killed him. <laughs> That's one of the differences I noticed. The mercy killing now. In the, the the older games is like because yeah. the older games kind of were like this is history and it's in a set path and there wasn't some crazy dude who went around r- murdering everyone. Yeah, um, you're supposed to be an assassin. You're supposed to be kind of hidden in the shadows. And that kind of wouldn't really work. They brought back the mur- civil civilian murders. Yeah, so <laughs> like you know, in the older games, if you killed a, a civilian or two, it'd be like, hey, we're gonna like like kill you if you do that. Like, we're going to desynchronize you. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Yeah. Synchronization yeah. points. That's what the eagle points are. I like uh, eagle points better, though. Eagle yeah. eye cherry. I like eagle points better. Yeah. So they're not so, synchronization um, anymore. That's absolutely not the case in this game. You can murder <laughs> away if you want. Uh, and supposedly the civilians... Yeah. Or the civilians will just whip out swords and start beating yep. on you. I was surprised. Or chickens. Apparently there's, like... This game... Apparently suffers from the same problems that Skyrim does, where like you just manage to piss off every wildlife around you in a fifty mile radius if you attack or like steal something. I have been attacked by chickens so yeah. many times. <laughs> I don't well, know why. Sometimes it's like they put you in a situation where you're gonna get hit some random bystanders. Yeah, and it's like okay. But if I hit that bystander, I'm going to have a merc called on me. And then this whole situation is just going to go south real fast. But whatever. I kind of have to. that system while we're here. Now you mentioned it, the merc system. And the bounty Mercs. system, as you were saying. A.K.A. Ubisoft's attempt at a very rudimentary nemesis system. Which, <laughs> Pretty much. I'm still very much shocked that no other game has been using the nemesis system at all. Or, like, emulating it until now. Yeah. Yeah. It's super weird. It it does amaze me on that point because there was a point in time where we were all sitting on a podcast talking about Shadow of Mordor and we were like, This is the next big trend, guys. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Gonna be in everything. And <laughs> then Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's difficult. It takes like effort and Yeah. Um, yeah it takes guys? a lot of Complicated AI systems. 
But uh, it's essentially there's there's two systems in play there. There's the, the there's a mercenary system that's shooting the same, uh, yeah. very much like Shadow of Mordor, where there's a bunch of randomly generated kind of mini bosses, if you will. Yeah. And they just like kind of like Shadow of Mordor, they've got weaknesses and strengths, and you can look at their stats on the little mercenary page to kind of see what they've got going for them. Um, and then also, like, what kind of loot they'll drop if you kill them or, or recruit them. Because you don't have to kill them. You actually, just like Shadow of Mordor, you can also uh, recruit them to join you. Because on your ship, you have uh, up to four slots for, um, they call them lieutenants. Lieutenants, And yeah. they basically just hang out on your ship and help you in combat whenever you board another ship. They are really, really good. <laughs> I've got yeah. some really good lieutenants, and I'll board a ship, and I'll be fighting like one dude, and I kill him, and I turn around, and everyone's else already dead. My lieutenants have just sweeped the board. So, yeah, yeah, maybe tone that down a little bit. <laughs> I need to pick up one of the skills that you get. Um, there is a skill in the game. I will not name it because I don't know if it really counts as a spoiler or not. But anyway. There's a skill in the game that lets you actually call your lieutenants out into the real world. Um, and not apparently... Oh, is, not off the ship. Not off the real the world. Yeah. Not modern times. Your lieutenant doesn't travel through time. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. All right. It calls it out into the overworld instead of just being on the ship. Yeah. And apparently it is super overpowered depending on your lieutenant because your lieutenant can basically clear out an entire camp for you. Yeah, I've used it a few times. Um the, the the only thing with it is that the, they're timed. I think it's like thirty to thirty seconds yeah. when it starts, and then I think it's like forty, and then maybe fifty or sixty. Well, it doesn't really last forever. There's a specific lieutenant that you can get that with that thirty seconds does a whole lot of damage. <laughs> yeah, I mean they all seem to. Like I said, I mean I'll be fighting for maybe only 30 seconds when you get on a ship, an enemy ship to board it, and it, yeah. they just go ballistic. It is incredible. Yeah. Well, people but, don't uh, like it when you board their ship, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're the one boarding, and that's the thing. They, they're just like, oh, <laughs> here I go killing again! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's insane, but uh, it's really cool. Uh, yeah. System, but, uh, you know, and so... You can encounter them just randomly out in the world. You can look at the mercenary page and kind of track them down. Yeah. And you also have the bounty system that plays okay. in with that, where uh, if you do bad shit, like yeah. kill people or steal... And attack like a that, fort. Attack a fort, yeah. <laughs> things like that that people generally frown upon, you can uh, <laughs> get a bounty placed on you by a random yeah. NPC out in the world. So the random, uh, there will be a random NPC out there that actually places the bounty on you. You can track that person down and kill them to remove the bounty. Or Wait. you can pay them off. So, like, it, do you, like, get a slip of paper like, hey, uh, uh, Ricardo from Crete hates you. No. How do you know I mean, It's the usual, like, video gamey hand-waving type yeah. of deal. Where mm. it's basically, like, you will know there's a bounty on you because a merc will come out of nowhere and start smacking on you. Yeah. Most of the time. So you'll be like, oh crap, somebody put a bounty on me because now there's a merc trying to beat the crap out of me. So that usually gives you your little signal to be like, okay, go into my map. And usually the bounty 
personal, at least being the region that you're in. Yeah. So it's not like they'll be in some like completely random region like halfway across the world or anything like that. Um, but it just kind of pops up and then you go hunt them if you want to. Or realistically, you can just pay them off because most of the time it only costs like 100 gold. No, that's my gold. That man's dying. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. of course, it'll, it'll decay over time, though. It's yeah. pretty slow from what I've seen. But oh, it, yeah. it's not like, uh, you know, other than calling the mercenaries in at certain... Oh, hi. God, hi, Kat. And it goes down if you <laughs> kill the mercs as well. Like, yeah. if you kill the mer- if you're able to kill the mercenary, then it'll usually take it down a notch. Because that's all it really does. It's not like it's like a... like. Grand Theft Auto type system where you're getting people like the yeah. police called on you or anything like that. It's basically you, you get to these certain thresholds that a merc is supposed to be at least. Yeah. And sometimes in my experience, nothing actually happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. At one point, trying to farm mercs that way, and I was like, "Come on, send somebody kill me, so I can kill them." <laughs> uh, but um, you know, in theory, that's the way it's supposed to work. Is you get to these thresholds, and it'll you know show a new it's icon, seen. and that's the idea that a, a merc is going to be dispatched to come kill you, and, you know, and whatnot. This, this kind of sounds less like the Nemesis system, and more like uh, the Dark Brotherhood system in Skyrim. A little bit, well, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I think we're comparing more to the Nemesis system because of the random generated part, uh, yeah, yeah, and the fact that the mercs all have like two assigned traits where it's like oh, do they they're have weak too? Well, they have yes. names and everything too yeah titles oh, no. and stuff you just, and they like, have weaknesses and strengths so one of the randomly generated people that I had to fight is the amazing character called uh, Titormus a amalgamation of Titanic and Enormous yeah <laughs> Titormus the Sneak the sneak and his it's background. Better. The background for him because they each have like a little biography that's I am assuming randomly generated as well. Or it might it's probably attached to the uh, the the title they have, like the sneak. Yeah. Because his was all about how he was bullied as a child for his small stature. This yeah. dude <laughs> is like Andre the Giant. <laughs> He's supposed to be sneaky. <laughs> I love so him so much. <laughs> Oh, I recruited that's... him. I was like, I have to, I have to go recruit this guy. And so you basically to recruit people, you just you kill knock them, them out. at the last moment before you would stab them. You knock them out. Yeah. Okay. And, and then uh, you yeah, wake them pretty... up and you go, "Hey, join my crew, or I'll kill you," or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you have to pay them a little bit, and they join you, and then you get to hang out with them on the ship and stuff. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's. All right, I'm 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 back in, guys. <laughs> if if only because I want I want uh, when I played you know uh, Shadow of Mordor, I had one orc, my favorite orc. His name was Thug Douche, and I, <laughs> I really want another Thug Douche in my life. Greet yourself, Titormus the Sneak. Yeah. Titormus. <laughs> oh man. Titormus. This is the best name. This is Dixie. Dixie Normus. Um. <laughs> I mean, Titormus oh, is a, uh, that would make a good Greek era porn star name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Titormus the Snake. Titormus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's oh. one of those uh, more fringe types of pornography that we can't talk about on this podcast. Yep. 
so I, I remember like back when you first started the game, you're you're talking about how uh, you had like three mer- mercenaries just like set on you just right at the beginning, and you're like such a low level, it's hard to fight them. So like, like that's, do they that's... level with you or yeah, like, how does that work? Yeah, so they stay. <laughs> that question, yeah. They stay leveled with you throughout the game. And I haven't quite figured out the tier system to it yet because so, there's nine tiers. Yeah, there's nine tiers. The tier system, basically, from what I can see, is basically just... Um, I don't think it really has a point to it, necessarily. I think the tiers go up <laughs> in level. like uh, Because they, they scale to your level, but it's one of those scalings where it's not like you can go anywhere and everything's level one or whatever. It's you know, they're, they're Or maybe they have extra traits higher than Tears? They didn't really seem to, because I'm on like tier five or so, and they just kind of maybe they're a little bit more elite or something, and they're high. It mm-hmm. generally seemed like it was basically higher level was the thing you were going. Okay. For. And as you rank up your tiers, because when you you kill mercenaries of uh, you know that are sent to attack you, or you go hunt them down, you gain notoriety because you're a mercenary yourself. And so you yeah. go in the tier system, and you also get some small bonuses. But it's really hard to notice it. I stumbled upon it last night, but it actually does tell you each tier has a specific like bonus. Like you get a discount at blacksmiths and things like that. Yeah. So that's kind of like another kind of progression system they've thrown in there for you to chase if you want to. And the ganking thing uh, that's basically... You are deterred from doing too many bad things at once because the higher the... To go back to the GTA example, the higher the red bar goes, the more mercs are called on you. Okay. So, for example, uh, attacking a fort was a bad one because... Some random dude spotted me and blew his horn, and suddenly the mercenary bar went up to three, <laughs> and I had two mercen- three mercenaries all descending on the fort yeah. and started can, can, hunting me. Can you assassinate mercenaries, or is it just always like a straight-up fight? You can assassinate them if you catch them before they see you. Because they, they yeah, get out, they, you have they to get have a lot of area. assassin damage, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They, so they get sent out to your general area, but it's not like they come. It's not like uh, Shadow Mordor where they just all of a sudden pop up on top of you immediately. Like you, yeah. can, you can tell they're in their area, and you can kind of dodge them if you want to, or lose them, or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, wow. uh, I was kind of kinda hoping you know there'd be some drums in the background, and their name would be chanted. You know? oh. <laughs> it's it's it does have like a big like blaring horn that lets you know, and it says like a yeah. mercenaries in there yeah. or whatever. But that's that's about uh, it. Yeah. And sometimes I think when they get within a certain distance, like 100 or 200 meters, that uh, you'll see an icon on your your compass or whatever. Yeah, that, you know. And when we talk about stuff too, we kind of skimmed over to like the compass and stuff like that. Um, or even as you were saying, Shane, with like the you know the eagle alert thing popping up while you like you're in the area, um, you can disable all of that stuff with the UI options at every time. They've done a really good job. Of giving you a ton of UI customization, yeah, you can pretty much turn off everything if you wanted to. That sounds cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, uh, Shane, you're you're talking about um, you have to have a lot of assassin damage. So is there like different types of damage? Like yeah. How, how how is that? So what do, you, what do you mean by that? 
Um, this is probably the most important part of the game. So, <laughs> when you're leveling a character, there's three different trees, basically, that you can choose from when you're leveling. Um, there's warrior, assassin, and hunter. Um, each piece of gear that you get usually has a percent damage increase that's specific to one of those trees. So you'll get a piece of gear that says, like, increases hunter damage by blah, blah. Um, and so all those stats are, like, listed down the bottom of your character, and you basically have hunter damage, warrior damage, assassin damage. And obviously, depending on which tree you're going through, one of those is going to be higher than the other. Assassin's mm-hmm. always high because that's just the way it is. Yeah, because assassin damage you can only uh, do once. Other than like very <laughs> specific circumstances, you can only do it once, and you can usually only do it outside of combat, like as an open. Yeah, um, there is one combat skill that I got, uh, or adrenaline skill as they call it. They have like a little bar now where you have like little pips, and as you're fighting, you yeah. fill up those pips and. Uh, I think Origins had that system too, but you could only really yes. it on like one big overpower attack, is what they called it. Yeah. And now they have like specific uh, like new abilities, like the, the Spartan Kick. You saw the marketing is one of Ben. Can we, can we spend like two minutes discussing the Spartan Kick? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to finish explaining that stuff too. And so, like, there's yeah. one that you get that does let you do. Um, an assassination damage at will in combat, and it is amazing because it has so much damage. <laughs> you know? And yeah, so you, get those, you get those skills. There's three skill trees. They each correspond to those. And essentially, like, hunter damage, you know, basically all bow, all bow skills. Bows, yeah. Bow damage, you know, that's... Yeah. And warrior is going to be all about your, your swords and stuff, and assassination is all about sneaking up and stabbing people. Yeah. You know, just just from commercials and stuff, this seems like the least, the least assassin, like assassination focused oh, assassins game. Not an assassins Creed game anymore. <laughs> that's that's been a big controversy within the community. Is is that these are great games? Yeah, but they're not really assassins Creed games. They basically, oh, yeah. with Origins, rebooted the games into a completely different beast, and they're good games. Very fun. And they're yeah. set in the same universe, but you are so far beyond the idea of where we started, of you being this guy who was pretty normal Joe, who had yeah. to rely on sneaking around and, and assassinating people. Now you're basically just this demigod who runs around. And like doing, <laughs> doing direct combat was literally the last resort, whereas yeah. now it's it okay like the first. to just run in and just start smashing people's heads in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and there's actually like story explanations for this now, but yeah. um, Origins was a little bit less more, less of that where it was just kind of like, okay, you're supposed to just be some guy. Why the hell can you take on an, an army? Yeah, the but yeah, it's definitely um, they've kind of I don't know if it's to appeal to a wider audience or whatever. They say they're doing it because this is the way they always wanted to do it, but uh, definitely. Not the, the the sneaky world that it used to be. And that, it just kind of depends on personal preference if that's good or bad. But uh, yeah, oh god. So yeah, uh, 
those skills you get. There's a bunch of different ones you get. There's some cool ones like the one Shane was talking about. You can use to call in your lieutenants to attack. And yeah. There's uh like like the bow ones for example have some stuff like uh you know like a sniper bow shot and the really overpowered ones and your typical like more ridiculous fantasy bow stuff too of like shooting a bunch of arrows in the sky and raining them down <laughs> things yeah. like that. I can shoot six arrows at once, things like that. Um, and then the combat ones are your basic uh, kind of the idea of like doing uh, an AOE stun or grabbing somebody's shield and, and ripping it out of their hands. Or the first one you get, and the one that's been used in a lot of the marketing and pretty much everyone's favorite, the Spartan Kick, uh, a.k.a. Yep. Leonidas from 300, hunting somebody <laughs> across the map. And it's yeah. pretty that's your go-to weapon of choice or skill of choice uh, in the early game to uh, knock people out so that you can capture them. And also on uh, ship combat. And yeah. you just want to get rid of someone real fast. <laughs> yeah, because it knocks them back quite a bit. So if there's something yeah. to fall off behind them, they will. And you can use it quite well. I, that, I love that, that clip I posted from Uber Hacks Nova on Twitch. Where he was uh, talking to this main, one of the main story characters you run into, yeah. and uh, he had managed to piss him off by various choices. And combat started, and you just—they just happened to be on top of this massive cliff. And so as soon as combat started, he was just like Spartan kick, goodbye. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Whole boss kill. battle just ignored. <laughs> so. And fun fact: nobody in this game can swim except for you. So when you're in a ship really? and you've boarded the ship and you're fighting a captain, feel free to just kick them in the water because they're going to drown. You know, that, that by sharks because there are a lot of sharks. That too. <laughs> See, that, that's good to know because a lot of times in like open world games like that, I try to find, after a while, you know, I like to style on people. And then I'm like, no, what's the quickest way I can just beat yeah. people? Yeah. <laughs> like in <laughs> Spider-Man, I would yeah. just end up just throwing people off buildings. <laughs> I was like... You're out of the fight now. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And it only costs like one pip. So I think yeah. I won't, at, like towards the end, you get like six or seven pips. So you <laughs> could just be like a can-can dancer, just kicking people left and right. Yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun just to find <laughs> like the perfect scenario where you're like, oh, we're fighting at the edge of a canyon, eh? All right. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's probably one of the more grounded ones, too. That's the, one of the controversial areas is that some of the other skills are pretty out there. I mean, the, yeah. the top... The sniper bow is pretty... Come there's, on. like, the sniper bow, and then, like, the top-tier skill for the hunter tree is literally wall piercing ammo, or armor, or ammo. Arrows, that's the word I'm looking for. Arrow. I was thinking armor-piercing <laughs> arrows as well. So, yeah, it's put, like, five things together there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah... You can literally just shoot through walls and stuff with the arrow and crazy so stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and like the, the the top tier assassin skill, you literally just turn invisible. Yep. <laughs> what? I actually yeah. want that one. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. so. The top skill for assassins is you, as long as you're standing still. I think. Yeah. You become invisible. The and... higher tiers of it, you can actually use it on the move. Oh, oh, wow. It's <laughs> so you're a literal ghost just yeah, walking around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just kind of ridiculous stuff like that. And so that's where, again, people are like, you know, 
Assassin's Creed. We started out, you were a normal dude who weren't supposed to fight, and now you're literally turning invisible and shooting through walls and stuff. And there's, like, (laughs) mythological monsters and stuff, so I'm like, it's not based on complete history at this point. Which I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad that they did that, because... Come on, you're in ancient yeah. Greece. Why yeah. wouldn't you throw like Medusa and stuff in? It? Like, like uh, on, on that point, like what, what, what is the actual time period for for this? Like, is it is it's it like Peloponnesian beef? Wars? Yeah. Oh, the Peloponnesian Wars. Yes, yeah. that is oh, the okay. exact time period that they. Which made. works out very convenient because that allows them to explain why you can have a battle in the same zone. Yeah. Infinitely, because. You know, I was very surprised by that. I think you like you'd get to an area and it was owned by Sparta, and then you would weaken it, and because they have like this like giant battlefield mode type deal where uh, you can yeah. you go into a zone and they're usually owned. Yet by another one. system. Yeah, <laughs> you go into a, one of these zones and they're owned by one either Athens or Sparta, and yeah. you you weaken their their strength to the point where the other army can invade. And then yeah. you pick a side, and you either help the defenders or help the attackers in this big brawl, basically. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then Which is funny, get... because they incentivize it by saying, if you do the attacking, you get more rewards. If you defend, you only get some rewards. Yeah. and hmm. But the defending is also easier, so that's the give and take. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense, anyways. That way, I don't. Really, it seems weird to me that you defend, anyways, because you have to go around killing all their like soldiers and stuff to weaken them. And then, I'll help you out. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a weird choice, but I kind of figured, like going in, that like you would do that. It switch sides, and then that was it. Like, no, you can immediately start going right back into weakening the new owners and do yeah. another fight. <laughs> and just you can you actually use that very easily to farm loot if you would like. So wait, so so the, the, there's just no consequence from just switching sides. No, because you're a mercenary. You don't really belong. While you okay, were born, you were born in Sparta, and you're actually like kind of semi-Spartan royalty uh, yeah. because yeah. of story stuff that happens. You don't really have any allegiance to either side, so you're able to just kind of go around and join whatever, whichever one suits here. Whoever's paying the most. Motive. Yeah, okay. that's cool. You know, you're the missios, the the. The, the mercenary. So, so, yep. so the so the the war doesn't really have like any story consequences. Uh, at least at the start, I think as it continues, it seems to get more into it. I mean, we can't really yeah. spoil that too much, okay. but the, no, the that's does, fair. We could we could end it right there. <laughs> yeah, there does seem to be uh, some some side picking and stuff towards the end. Okay, okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, for the the general wear and tear, it's pretty much just like yeah, do whatever you want, you know, and you can walk around and murder, you know. People wherever you want on either side, they don't really care. So. <laughs> it's funny. It's like I've tried to help out people, and they don't. That I don't know if the AI just doesn't like have programming or what for it. Because they'll be, like you'll come across some like Athenian troops and Spartan troops brawling, and I'll be like, I'm gonna help out the Spartan dudes, and you help them kill the Athenians, and then they turn around and they attack you, and I'm like, dude, I just helped yeah. you. Come on. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know if there's no program for that or what, but uh, you know, they for the most part they don't too, unless you have like a bounty or something, or you just like they saw you just murdered. They'll leave you alone. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah, it's, you don't really have to worry about getting jumped on constantly out in the world. Okay. 
You will by animals, though. God, I'm constantly having bears and shit just come out, like, flying out of the forest. Like, come on! I'm like, dude, no. Luckily, the horse is really fast, so you can just keep going fast, though. It it wouldn't be a Ubisoft game if you weren't attacked by random animals. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. constantly. Hey, chickens, all the same. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh... Alright, um... It kind of sounds like we're we're winding down here a little bit. Like, do you guys yeah. have anything else in particular you want to talk about? Mm. I what we might not have covered, but pretty much covered oh. everything. Yeah, I think we covered everything. I mean, there's there's obviously oh, like a few controversial there. things, but they're more specific to yeah. You can hit game. that up real quick. Go for it. So, um, I think one of the major like controversial things right now is that, as I think Shane, you posted a little earlier about the Hecka Chess. They're not oh, yeah. called Hecka Chess now, but they're basically, they were called Hecka Chess in the last game. And in the last game, you could just buy them with gold whenever you wanted. And, uh, they were basically loot boxes, but you didn't pay like, yeah. real money for them. You paid just in-game gold. And okay. they're, Relatively cheap, and you could get like actual store items from them. It was a really cool system. Yeah. And so they brought that back, but oh, you can't quite do it nearly as easily. Instead of mm. spending gold to get it, you have to get this new, I think it's, I'm not going to murder the pronunciation of this, or, or a chalkum. Oh, auriculum? Auriculum. Wow. Okay. There you go. That's way, <laughs> way better way of saying it. Uh, <laughs> out in the world, and you pretty much only get it from doing these like randomly generated uh, world quests and daily quests, and it's so a yeah. finite supply of this. Oh, okay. All Shane was saying, uh, people did the math, and you'd have to like play, like do them all for over a week to get one chest. Oh, dang! Yeah, the prices are extremely steep on them, and then even if you get a chest, you're not even. You might only get an epic item, let alone a legendary item, let alone getting something that's actually in the store. Yeah. So, you know, that, it's a lot harder to get one and it's, uh, you know, you can't, there's no way to farm for it or anything either, you know. The, and, the old ones, they, you still had to put in quite a bit time commitment to get all the gold to be able to afford them in Origins. Yeah. But it was something you could do. Now it's like, no, you... You get one every few days if if you're and, lucky. That's it, you know. And, and I assume that you can use real money to to buy auriculum. Actually, that's the thing though. You can't surprise. Oh, me. so oh. they do hand you that. You, know, okay. you don't have to feel like you're losing. But again, you're getting stuff from the store. You can just go buy yeah. stuff from the store directly. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can't. Thankfully, you can't buy the new currency and just go okay. buy a bunch of loot boxes that way. No, that's totally fine then. Because if you're not spending like real life money, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. people are disappointed because it was so much easier to get it, and it was a really nice, convenient way to get a yeah. handful of random things from the store to still feel like the things from the store were accessible. You, you, you know, you didn't have to throw money at them. Whereas now, they're they it, it, it pretty much is a farce that just exists to yeah. trick you into believing you have a chance in hell of getting something, but you really don't. Like, yeah. to, to me, that just sounds like uh, that's just an extra thing to do. Like as you're playing through the game, like, oh, let me just get, get try to get some auriculum. All right, can't get any, whatever. Just continue playing my game, and then just going from there. That just sounds like an extra thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a thing that they added as like a 
hey, you're at the end of the game and you run out of stuff to do. Why don't you try and get this thing? Like, yeah, it just, sound, it just sounds like padding. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not so bad. The other thing that most people are ragging on is the um, permanent XP boost. Oh, up there yeah. In the store. Yeah, there's been some controversy about that, that they do sell the XP experience boosters and, and one of them the chain set is permanent and they uh do you know how much were the percentages of those chains 50 percent that's yeah that's pretty impactful and when uh you know the leveling takes as long as it does and shane is kind of in the first half of the game where uh i feel like it goes pretty smoothly for the first half of the game it's more I... along the lines of like 25 plus I think I just struggle to see, yeah, with me being in the first half, I guess I'm struggling to see where the drop-off is, where it gets to be slow. Like, it is kind of slow at the moment for me, now that I'm at, like, level 15, it took me, like, an hour or two to get from 14 to 15, Mm -hmm. Um, but I... The other part of me is like I'm not actually really paying attention to that too much because mm-hmm. I think the game's doing a good job of just being like, let's guide you through like do the side quests, do these main quests. Yeah. So you're more focused on that than your level, and it's just kind of like, well, oh, hey, I leveled. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was saying. Like the first half of it, it seems really well paced for the most part, and it yeah. makes sense because that's where you're going to get the most of. Like you only have to get to like twenty three. To unlock all the tier, all all of your skills, the first point in them at least. There's another system you have to grind out that's too spoilery to talk about to fully un- unlock them. But to get the first point or two in every skill, you only have to get to like 23 or so. Um, so it, you know, you get that through that that quick normal uh, speed like Shane's at right now. Relative, you know, pretty, and you unlock most of the stuff you're going to use. Uh, it's the next half of the game where it really starts to ramp up pretty quickly. You know, I was uh, doing the math as I was uh, leveling up earlier, and it was going up like, uh, you know, I think it starts like 10,000, and it was like 12,000, and 14,000, and then at the quest I'm at now, I'm in the like 40 plus range, we're looking at like 200,000 plus experience mm. level, and the quests aren't really giving that much more experience to compensate, so. It's definitely uh, going to take a lot longer to get to the the cap than virgins yeah. and uh, probably a lot of games. But at the same time, yeah. there's plenty of stuff to do to do it. So it's yeah. not it's not like a, it's grindy, but it's not like you're mindlessly grinding. You know, there is actually like fun and content. Yeah. So, so wait for for the experience boost. That does, does that cost real money? Yes. Yeah. Not sorry. That's what we should. Yeah, should have said that. Sorry. That's what the controversy is. is yeah. <laughs> it was there at, at, at day one in the fifty yeah. percent permanent boost. Yeah. And when it got like, and, and everybody and like, feels like the game is so grindy, and then they're like, "Well, just go pay ten bucks, and you can get." To be to be fair, like the oh, I don't even know if it's fair, but whatever. The reviewers who did reviews for the game all said that the yeah. store wasn't actually working during the review period. Yeah. So that boost wasn't there. They all mm. played it the normal way and as far as I could tell all of them said 
the leveling is fine. Like, yeah. there's no. I am legitimately super slow down. How far they actually got into the leveling process, though, when they all make those claims, because you know, it, it's one of the things where, like I said, if you if you're only trying to get the main story done, and yeah. you're only trying to get the skills unlocked. You only have to get like twenty five for that, and that's mm. the that that works fine. It's that more yeah. going the extra mile uh, type of stuff. And these these other systems, the other stories past the main campaign uh, that you have to do, like the boss, the, the hunting down the mini bosses and things like that, and a lot of the side quests and things like that, and the arena, like I just did last night, those go up to fifty. Uh, you, so you're gonna if you want to do all of that, you have to get to fifty. So all right. So here's my thing. Um, I don't find that to be too big of a problem, uh, the experience boost, um, only because, A, it's a single-player game, so it's not going to affect anyone else but you, and B, um, it's a permanent experience boost. Like, mm-hmm. if it was like a time thing, like... Well, they have I mean, a timed you, option as well. They have a timed option, but they okay, also see, have a permanent Those one. ones are awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like timed experience boosts, those need to die. Then the timed yeah. one is like really, it's like the really crappy one where like even if you're in your inventory menu, it's ticking down. Yeah, that see, that's dumb. I hate that. That yeah. that is that that is the cancer right yeah. there. That is the like, indeed. Like if if it's a if it's a permanent experience boost, I I think that's fine. Uh, solely for like people who don't have the time mm-hmm. to to grind all the way up to the max level, but they really want to. So it's just like, yeah, just give me the yeah. boost so I could just play through the game at my pace and still like, like fly through it, you know? Yeah. I think it's the like, thing, the it's thing... aimed at the people. Like, cause I saw a lot of them who were complaining that, Oh, I can't just play through the main story. I have to do side quests. Like it's level gating me from being able to do the main story because it needs me to do a side quest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, those are the people who this XP boost is targeted at. Yeah, They're the ones that are like, nah, I don't want to do any side stuff. I literally just want to play the story. I'm yeah. like, hey, if you buy it, pay 10 extra dollars, go for it. You can just do the story. <laughs> I think the, the concern and the controversy is from the, uh, probably that second half of the XP curve as I was talking about, though. Cause yeah. That's where people go, like, you know, like, an experience boost is fine when it doesn't feel like the game was balanced around the experience boost. And the first half yeah. of the leveling experience goes very smoothly. It doesn't, you don't need that experience boost at all, really. Like, a shame thing. Yeah. You can easily get through the levels without really touching side quests too much. Uh, yeah. But uh, when you start getting to the upper echelons of the, of the leveling uh, tiers, it yeah. starts to get pretty freaking dramatic, and that's where people are starting to go like, all right, this is kind of ridiculous. This is where you start to feel yeah. like the potion is kind of a requirement, and it was clearly balanced around that type of deal. Yeah, and then I, I understand that. That's fair. That is a fair criticism. Yeah. I think my thing is, I and I mean, yeah, obviously right now I'm not at a good point to talk about it, um, but with Origins, yeah, it got pretty grindy when you got towards the point where you're getting to 40, 50, or whatever the highest level was mm-hmm. in Origins. Like, it was a grind. You had to do so many quests just to get one level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never felt like... 
<laughs> I had to like run around in circles to get those quests. Like it was pretty easy to find like okay, if I stick to this area I'll get a good amount of XP and then I can move on to the next one. Because mm-hmm. they clearly define like here are the areas that you should be in for your level range. Yeah. So and as and long as you go to those experience. areas, you'll be okay. And then, and, and to an extent too, if you kind of better or worse, depending on how you look at it, uh, too, because, um, we, we touched on it earlier, but we didn't really go in depth. Uh, they added level scaling as an option post release to Origins, but it's, it's included uh, automatically here. Yeah. yeah. And you can't turn it off with, with yep. it. And that's one of those things where people, uh, some people love level scaling, some people hate it. So, so the one yeah. thing it does do is it, it keeps a lot of old content relevant. So you can yeah. go back and do quests in old areas without feeling like yeah, you're not going to get any experience from doing it, which, which is part of why I like level scaling personally. But no, yeah, I love level scaling. I would not, I don't see why people hate it, honestly. I understand that there's the concept of like you want to constantly, I think it's more for the like completionist people. Mm-hmm. But they get peeved about it because they're like, I want to just move on type deal. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. It's the power thing that people are always chasing. You know, it's the argument with Destiny has got that same debate right now where it's just like, you know, hey, what's the point of getting better gear if I'm always going to be doing the same amount of damage type of deal, which mm-hmm. I get. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just, I, it may be the better choice maybe might have been to to do more of like uh you know things can be under level but only to a certain extent like a couple levels or something like that maybe that might have worked better but but yeah it's uh yeah. Overall, pretty pretty fun experience uh the story is really good i mean we can't really talk too many details about that but uh yeah. i've absolutely adored the story so far the acting it's pretty good. I can say it's a lot better than Origins, people who played Origins. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that? the story in Origins wasn't terrible. Yeah. But it wasn't great either. Yeah. So this is a lot better. Yeah. I think. And, you know, having the two choices of, like, who you want to pick to play as and stuff helps yeah. to, you know, give some... Uh, that, that's one of the things that they really did expand upon is like choice. You know, you get to choose what side quests you want to do, and you get to choose in the quest like multiple. There's usually at least two or three options on how you want to tackle each one. And there's branching decisions. Like the decisions do make an impact. You know, there's some side yeah. quests that uh, even though have some really big impact in areas. I have to add this before we finish. One of the choices in conversation, the little scale icon. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand. <laughs> what the hell I there was a thread on Reddit, and people were like, "Does anyone know what these icons mean?" They don't explain those at all. The flirt <laughs> one's easy enough like, to figure out because you click it, and you're immediately like, "You want to fuck?" But the other like, ones, no. <laughs> the scale one, it's pretty obvious. It's always attached to you lying about something, but in terms of the actual impact that it has, yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if it's like a chance percentage or something. Is that what it's supposed to be? Like, I nobody has any idea what it means. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just something that Ubisoft added, and it was like, "Look, there's an option with a scale. It <laughs> might cause you to mess something up, or it might not. 
We won't tell. Like the second user is like, this person will remember this. Yeah. <laughs> I think like I think like you said, Shane. I think is, is I think it's just trying to tell you that like this is you lying, and they might not believe you or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, let, let, let's let's wrap it up here. Uh, g- give me your guys's like. Your, your final summary thoughts of I mean, like pros and cons. Do you recommend this game? That sort of thing. Uh, Cody, you go first. Uh, I would say if you'd like a good story, definitely pick it up. Probably one of the best stories of a video game I've played in the last few years. Uh, and I'm not even done yet. So I'm, I'm so, you know, unless it falls apart at the end somehow, <laughs> uh, I think it's just going to keep being really good. Um, if you like really good voice acting too, it's a good game too. So, uh, uh some of the voice acting can be a little over the top. <laughs> yeah. That's what we were alluding to at the start with Shane's impression of Alexios. That man, that voice actor loves to be intense. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, you know, and, and the combat's fun. You know, there's there's lots. There's so much to do in the game. There's so much to do. There's so much to go see and explore. If you ever want to hang out in ancient Greece with Herodotus, go do it. Pick it up. <laughs> Uh, just uh, my only caveat would be just the you know it's it's going to be a hell of a time commitment, so keep that in mind. All right, fair enough. Uh, Shane, what are your final thoughts? Your pros, cons? Do you recommend this game? All that good stuff. So yes, I would recommend this game to hardcore RPG enthusiasts. I would not recommend it to somebody who was looking to just get into a genre. Only because I think that the game has a lot of systems going on. And while it does a decent enough job of explaining to them, explaining them to you, I feel like it could get overwhelming for someone who's just coming in. That's uh, true, yeah. I hadn't really thought about that. But yeah, it, it's uh, for new, new players, uh, definitely. <laughs> Especially yeah. at the start where it's just throwing everything at you. Like, here's these skill points, here's <laughs> damage types, and here's mercenaries and bounties yeah. and side quests. And, like, yeah, that could get pretty crazy. And, like, you know? all the gear having, like, percentage points and, like, whatever on it. If you're looking yeah. at the gear that you're picking up and you're new to an RPG, you're basically going to be sitting there like, uh, I think the higher number means it's better? Yeah. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> So granted you, can, granted, you can always throw the game on easy and pretty much just slaughter everything. But uh, yeah, and that's my thing. Like, um, it's a really good game for people who are experienced with the genre. I would tell people who are new to the genre to wait a little bit because Ubisoft said that they're going to be including a discovery mode within like a few months or something. Yeah. Where it's basically like you literally just walk around the world and learn about ancient Greece. Yeah, that that was a super cool version when they added that to Odyssey or uh, Odyssey. Uh, Origins, Origins. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask, like, wasn't that an origin also? Yes. So yeah. they didn't include it straight away for Odyssey again, but they will be including it at some point. And I think that's a nice, like, hey, if you want just an easy, like, walk and talk discovery tour through ancient Greece. This is a game because it's pretty thorough about uh, 
everything that happened. Um, and that's like my main pro is like, this is a game about ancient Greece. Yeah. If you want to learn about this time period of ancient Greece, this is your game. If you want to yeah. feel like you're in ancient Greece, this is your game. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to climb around and Zeus is done, this is your yeah. game. Yeah. Um, but my con would be that I feel like the naval portion is tacked on. That's mm. my opinion. Um, yeah. It is fleshed out to a point, but I feel like they kind of just added it into extend the period of time that you spend floating around in the water. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Yeah. A lot of floating around in the water, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you both for being here and uh, doing this. <laughs> of course. Um, have, have fun playing the rest of this game. Uh, uh, Cody, I believe you're writing the review on this for... Pixelated Geek? Yeah, I should probably get started on that when I think about it. <laughs> I've just been so, like, God, just like, I mean, I don't want to re- fully review it until I finish it. And that's going to take yeah. a while, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I've just been spending so much time playing it. It's, I haven't really been thinking about it, but at some point, yeah, it won't be up. Yeah. It's not like it's going to be up. With and maybe but... we'll round back when we're closer to finishing it to give, like, final impressions. That'd be yeah, a good that sounds one. good to me. Yeah. All right, well, thank you both. Uh, everyone, be, be be ready for the actual spoiler cast that we're going to do later after these guys finish this game. Uh, remember to read Cody's review as soon as he gets it done. It'll be up on pixelatedgeek.com. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Thanks for listening to, to PCP, the Prince Clicks podcast. I'm Jordan. That's Cody and Shane. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. The Pixelquicks podcast was created by Cody Franklin, Sergio Lopez, Shane Carpenter, and Jordan Paula. The intro and outro music is Dancing Permitted by Deck Tonic. If you like this show, tell your friends about it, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors. We want this show to grow as much as possible. We love the show, and we love you guys listening to the show. Cody Franklin is at Cody underscore Franklin underscore. Sergio Lopez is at Yes Sergio. Shane Carpenter is at Cartoonic21. Jordan Pollock is at Jordan is a bear. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.